Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I dive into the topic of mental contrasting and how it can turn your wishes to be fitter and healthier into actual behaviour change. This is part two. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everyone. My name's Kate and I'm a registered nutritionist and I'm the founder of an online program called the Healthy Eating Hub with a mission to help people be set free from food stress and learn how to eat well for the rest of their life. This is my entire goal. This is the purpose of my career. This is why I am doing this podcast, why I've built the business that I've built. I genuinely want people to gain understanding with their nutrition and feel the confidence of making food choices that you're happy with, regardless of what those food choices are. And to be able to consistently put good nutrition principles into practice in your own life and keep that body of yours healthy for as long as you're on this earth. And we've been chatting about this idea of mental contrasting and this idea that as humans, we kind of want, we want these things. We want something in the future, yet we end up maybe doing the complete opposite or not doing what it takes to get what we want and and feeling really, really frustrated by that. And so I'm talking through a concept called mental contrasting, which is based on fantasy realization theory, psychological theory around behavior that just talks about balancing out future hopes with present realities. And then, and the process of doing that, helping us actually come up with solutions to our barriers and our challenges and problems and and starting to make plans for helping us actually achieve that goal and and through that process form really strong goal commitment and I'm loving this because I've had this inkling around behavior change and and nutrition and healthy eating for so long that once an individual learns the nutrition information and and that's that's a whole kettle of fish all in its own right because so much of what we read and see online is actually incorrect and so once we understand the key nutrition principles and our expectations around food and diet are realistic and appropriate and not this like pipe level pipe dream high level idea then the next step is really being able to translate that information into practice. And in order to do that, we've got to overcome particular barriers and mindsets and challenges and obstacles around our routine and our habits and our thoughts and beliefs around food so that it can become a consistent part of our life. And I have built into my online program this whole idea of challenging and overcoming barriers and and so through the online program through incremental learning and change and this concept called flip learning I help people by starting to put into practice one simple principle they're then challenged to see well what's 
getting in the way of me doing this every day and what could I do differently to overcome it? And so I, my, my true passion is to teach you to be a critical thinker and to genuinely think, how could I do this differently? How could I solve this problem? How could I be more consistent rather than just being like, I just need to wake up tomorrow morning and try harder. And so when I've come across this idea of mental contrasting, I felt super excited because I was like, I've been trying to build this idea into my online program for years now. And it turns out it's an actual psychological theory um, that I've been putting into practice. So that's kind of cool. So we talked about this idea of mental contrasting in yesterday's episode and this idea that it's it's not just 100% positive thinking, head in the clouds, just fantasizing about the future. It's not just that because that's actually demotivating because um, we're not actually thinking realistically about how we're going to achieve the goal. We're just spending all of our time, you know, fantasizing about it. And then it's not 100% negative like poo-poo, you know, burst a bubble, just stuck in my reality either because that's also demotivating. It's balancing the two. So it's keeping your head in the clouds, keeping the hope, the dream alive of what the future can be like for you whilst also balancing that with your current reality. And so by doing that contrasting, so going back and forward between future hope, current reality, it then starts you to formulate some strategies about how you're going to actually get to that future reality that you're imagining and fantasizing about, but in a really realistic way, because it's acknowledging the fact that life isn't all unicorns and rainbows and that sometimes, in fact, all the time, there are barriers and obstacles and mindsets and beliefs and routines and habits and experiences and trauma that stand in our way that we need to overcome. And so what I'm going to talk about in today's episode is then the process of how you go through mental contrasting and then how you can actually sort of apply that to a food-based scenario. So we're going to use an acronym that's actually um, created um, through fantasy realization theory and the link to the mental contrasting article on positivepsychology.com is in the show notes if you want to read. So this is where I'm getting this information from um, as well as some you know key scientific studies that I've been reading. So if you're wanting to read more, definitely check out the links in the show notes, which is going to be in the app um, of where you're listening to this podcast. So we're going to follow the WHOOP acronym. So W-O-O-P, WHOOP, Love a good acronym. And so let's go through each of those letters, which essentially outlines the steps of doing mental contrasting. Um, So the first one is W, which is wish. So mental contrasting starts with the component of desire. What is it that you want? What is it that you truly desire? Is it, you know, freedom from disordered eating or an eating disorder? Is it, you know, removing risk of type 2 diabetes with with good, you know, health because there's a family history of it for you? Is it, you know, running that um, that big marathon or doing that big race that you've always wanted to do? You know, is it getting a promotion or finding a partner like dating again, right? What, whatever it is for you, 
the wish part is thinking about what it is that you want. So in this first step, essentially the person's prompted to think about either a key concern, so that is often a health-related goal or desire, something that you really want or wish, right, pertaining to your life um, and, and any part of your life. And, and this, in this step, you just to visualise it. Just start to conceptualize what it is that you truly want. And so when it comes to nutrition, you know, that desire and want can be on so many different levels. It could be a really high level where you wish to eat a better quality diet and lose weight and feel great, right? That's huge, big, overarching desire that you might want. Or it could be quite small. Is it that you just want to get in control of your afternoon snacking habits, right? Which is obviously more small and specialized desire. It doesn't really matter what it is, but this this step is about articulating your key concern, desire or wish and really clearly visualize it. So for the person who might wish to eat a better quality diet and lose weight and um, things like that is that they might start to articulate it a little bit further in this visualization process. They might think things like I'm not eating chocolate anymore or I'm a size 12 or whatever size, right, or they're running every day or my blood sugar levels are are in control, right, I've decreased my risk of heart disease. You're just starting to articulate what it is that you're truly desiring. And one of the best ways you can do this is to journal, so is to actually write and, and set aside time to genuinely just think and ponder about this. And it can be all aspects of your life. And one of the things that I, I would encourage you to do is that, particularly in the nutrition realm, is that there is a very huge push for thinness, for this optimum level of health and well-being. So just be aware that your desire, concern or wish may just simply be a product of wellness marketing. And I want you to really truly think about what it is that you want. Because I've met a lot of people over the years who want to be thinner and that's actually not what they want. What they want is is they just don't want to feel guilty about what they eat anymore or they want to be happy and they think that being thinner means that they're now no longer feeling guilty about what they eat because they're eating the inverted commas right things Um, or they're happy because they're thinner because thin people apparently are happier. But all of these are, are not true things. They are constructions of our societal norms and and marketing. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight at all. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthier. Absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be fitter. I've built my entire career on helping people achieve these things. And I do believe that you can nourish yourself and exercise yourself and, and, and create a healthy weight for yourself and know that that's a huge range all while maintaining a healthy relationship with food and your body. I 100% believe that's possible. I guess what I just want to emphasize is that I want you to really clearly think about what it is that you want, not just what society wants for you. The next step is the O, the first O, which is outcome. So next a person is prompted to think about the ideal outcome of having their wish come true. This usually encompasses an emotional component such as how a person will feel once their goal is accomplished or how achieving the goal would fundamentally change their life. Right, so this part is you visualise feeling energised. You don't eat chocolate. No, 
Hell, you don't even want the chocolate, right? You visualize feeling attractive, maybe in a certain style of clothing that maybe you feel like you can't wear now and you have a desire to wear, you know. And the thing is, is sometimes this isn't hard to visualize because the marketing of the wellness industry has done a very good job of doing this for us. The wellness industry is worth billions and it tells you a lot about what you will feel if you attain a certain level of wellness or thinness or healthiness. Again, allow yourself to just be aware of the fact that marketing might play a role here, but genuinely think about what it is that you want and allow yourself to have free fantasy over how you will feel, what will be the outcome of you achieving your wish. The third O is obstacle. So then the third part of this process is once you've articulated what you want and you've really given your time to think freely about it and fantasize about it is you want to now ground your goals in reality. In this step, a person reflects on the possible hurdles and difficulties they may face while striving towards their desired state. And a key part of this step here is focusing on what you can control and not on what you can't control. What you can control are your food choices, your movement amount, your attitudes towards food prep and cooking, your knowledge of nutrition, your ability to be flexible and teachable, your ability to plan food and stay organized, your expectations of food, your response to stress. These are all in your control. So think about your obstacles in the context of things that you can control. What you can't control, your spouse, your two-year-old, your boss, COVID-19 lockdowns, right? So that's really important in this section, but it's really now balancing out that free fantasy and the feelings with now the reality of the situation that you're faced in. The final stage, which is the P, is planning. So the final stage of mental contrasting involves making an if-then plan, sometimes referred to as setting implementation intentions. And so what this means is, is that for the person who's wanting to be healthier and maybe manage their weight is that in this phase they've identified in the obstacle phase their tendency to deviate from healthy meals when they feel stressed. And so if they do feel stressed, they make a plan that there's going to be a bank of meals that they've thought of in advance and that they trial and error and build on that they can then fall back on that still basically ticks their nutrition boxes but they're enjoyable and easy. Or if they feel stressed, they give themselves permission to eat what they feel like without judgment or food rules, to fully enjoy the meal, listen to their body, stop when they're full um, and then move on with their life um, and not take an all or nothing approach. And so this planning phase is really about once you've identified the obstacles is to actually start to think through what are you going to do to help yourself overcome those obstacles. And so to really just wrap up this little mini series and to finish off this episode, this whole process requires reflection and awareness. It requires you to think about yourself. You can't, you can't just set a goal and hope that you try hard or tomorrow you'll just wake up motivated. I have done that so many times in my life and I now realize the absurdity of approaching change that way. You really need to think through the goal with obviously keeping that hope for the future but grounded in reality and making plans based on your own awareness and understanding and not just of good nutrition knowledge but also understanding of yourself. So 
that's it for today's episode and this little mini series on mental contrasting. I hope that you found this both helpful and interesting. Love to hear your thoughts over on social media. Please come and say hello and let me know what you're thinking. Otherwise, have a fabulous day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.